When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Happy Monday, Dan Cilio National Football Show. Hope all had a great Father's Day weekend. Right? Father's Day. And right around the corner telling you that we got summer coming up here now, right? All good, man. Time at the beach, time at the pool. Isn't it great to be able to get with family members again and have like no mask on and a chance to like see everybody for the first time in over a year and a half? I saw so many Americans out over the weekend. It was great. And with all the sports going on, too, especially in our world, our football world, so many storylines going on. You had the NBA playoffs. Ben Simmons sucks. Okay? He sucks. You can't fix that. You just can't. If he's your number two, you'll always be number two in the East. Okay? He just, he's terrible, man. I mean, I've not ever seen an athlete afraid. Okay, hey, maybe to get hit by a big hitter like a Cam Chancellor or somebody like that. But when you're afraid to shoot the basketball, that'd be the equivalent of Tom Brady going, I think I'm afraid to throw the ball over the middle because somebody might intercept it. This just in, Ben. Hey, you need a, you need a new set of onions. <laughs> and get this, and he's in Philly. Hey, that might work in Memphis. Okay. You're in Philly, dude. You can't be afraid. I mean, are you, you, let me get this. You must be afraid to take the ice off your windshield in the winter. Oh, it's too cold. I might get frostbit. Frostbit? You mean bite? Because that's what we do. We're beer drinkers. Frostbite. <laughs> dude, that guy sucks, man. Hey, and, and then you watch the Nets, too, get knocked out over the weekend. Okay, Kevin Durant, phenomenal. I don't know, man. Kyrie Irving still probably looking at maps, trying to figure out whether or not the world's flat. Hey, this just in. That's your head. And you he, he got James Harden. You really think James Harden's ever going to win an NBA championship? So I watched that. And then I watched the golf over the weekend. You know what was great watching the U.S. Open? It was great because I didn't see any politics. No politics. Great ratings over the weekend. Great ratings. So... Whatever filled your cup over the weekend, and I say that with all due respect, hopefully you had a great sports weekend. My sandbox is football. And I want to start this off by doing this. 27 years ago, after I got done playing professional sports and dabbled in wrestling a little bit, I wanted to, and actually it was my wife who said, well, your degree's in communications. Why don't you use it? Hello. 
So I got into sports talk radio and I've been doing it ever since. And the number one thing that I hammered on when I first went on the air, I got an email from a guy named Buddy Warren who heard me talking about this over 18 years ago was that student athletes needed to be paid. And I have been beating that drum. It has been one of my absolute platforms that I have stood on and I've never wavered on whether or not student athletes should be paid. Well, a Supreme Court decision came down today that's going to begin the process of student athletes being paid. Even Judge Brett Kavanaugh came out and just laid into the NC2A, who I like to call the National Communist Association of America, because that's what they are. And I'm paraphrasing this, but Justice Kavanaugh said in his comments, he, he made the comment, there's not one business in America where this would be legal. I've always said that. You couldn't find a business in this country where you don't have to pay your employees and all you have to do is give them room and board and then go like this. Oh, if you want to get educated, go ahead. Whatever. Okay, so you give me free education and you give me room and board. I know for some of you out there, that sounds like a great deal. Yeah, in the 50s. But when you're generating over $3 billion a year, you're kind of worn out. You're welcome with that, okay? You can't keep hiding behind the shield of amateurism anymore. Not when the coach is like Nick Saban, and I'm not picking on Nick in any way here. He's making $11 million. Alabama has bought him homes. And by the way, if you asked the head coach at Alabama if kids should be compensated, he has flatly come out and said yes. Same thing with Dabo Sweeney. Any of these great coaches that make all that money for their programs and their conferences have all come out and said, hey, guess what? We got to figure a way to get some money in these kids' pockets. Nobody's really against it. Guess who else is the only people that are against it? Are the TV networks and the conference commissioners. They're the only people that are against it. Hey, what a get over, huh? You don't have to pay your employees. You know, I've stayed away from using the term slave labor, but how do you not look at it that way? You get free education. You can go to jail and get your education. Do you know that? The military gives you free education, room and board, and your food. Okay? So you're telling me that's how you look at student athletes, like people in the military? Hell, they get a pension. Hell, they get an opportunity to get advancement. Hell, they get deals. College kids get nothing. You know, there was a time back in the day where I couldn't even hold a job if I was on scholarship during the college football season. I didn't care. I did it anyway. I parked cars and made 600 bucks a weekend. Was it an alumni guy? Absolutely. I thought those rules at the NCAA, I thought they were completely over the top. And when I see a kid taking money, I had no problem. I never had a kid problem with a kid. That Reggie, that Reggie Bush story about Reggie getting the house and the $300,000 for his family, I had never had a problem with it. You imagine the money USC made off that dude on TV and selling merchandise and using his image to promote USC football every weekend. You imagine the money that, how about this Tim Tebow? 
Can you imagine the money that Tim Tebow generated for the University of Florida and how people wanted to go to Florida and how tuition he was responsible for that? If Urban Meyer was making $5 million a year at Florida as a head coach, what was Tim Tebow's value? 10? 15? You couldn't put a number on it. How about Johnny Manziel at Texas A&M? You can't hide from this any longer. Now Mark Emmert's coming out pretending that he's some sort of white knight coming out telling everybody that he is dealing with this new nil decision of being able to use your image. If you don't apply it, we will. Because you know why? You're going to start getting lawsuits from players. You can't use people's – you imagine using Tiger Woods' image for free in any way, shape, or form. You've got to get written permission from Tiger's people for you to use anything, the PGA, everyone. You know, I posted a couple examples of just my small world. University of Miami uses a promotion, and it's on my Twitter page, at Dan Cilio Show. They use a promotion to sell tickets for an upcoming football game. They'll, they'll do it. They ask me, and by the way, I have never really had a problem with it because the school has been great to me. I love the University of Miami. I understand all that. You know, I mean, it, they know how to work my emotions because I love the school. But they have a program that they sell these tickets. And by the way, they sell probably around 5,000 tickets a year on my name. Okay, 5,000 tickets on my name. And they do it twice a year. That's, I mean, that's not bad. So 10,000 tickets I can help sell. You can, you can see it back by popular demand. They did it a couple times. One year, I think they did it four times. And they would sell out because it's a pretty good deal, three for $93. That was my college number. Never had a problem with it. But then when I turn around and I start seeing some of these games, like EA Sports and stuff, and I posted the game that my football teams, I got three of them. I think I'm in four or five of these EA Sports. I never gave you written permission once I left the University of Miami that you get my likeness forever. I mean, I never gave that. Just because I signed a scholarship, the NCAA owns your likeness forever? How's that remotely possible? It's, I, I don't know how that's never been challenged in court. Now it has been. And Justice Kavanaugh even came out and said, the NCAA is not above the law. You couldn't have a business today in America where you didn't pay the employees fair market value on what your abilities were to generate the money that those schools are generating. Just to give a context here, University of Texas makes $200 million a year in revenue just on the football program alone. And you pay your, you pay your employees nothing. What? You pay your employees nothing. How crazy is that? So that ruling today was absolutely one of the best things I have heard in the last 20 years when it comes to student athletes finally getting compensated. Oh, and by the way, you know, it's funny. The new, the new bowl playoff system that they're going to have with the 12-team playoff, okay, I don't know how you're going to convince kids who are top five guys to go like this. Hey, how would you like to play for a national championship? Play for a national championship? Why, I got $20 million guaranteed if I go into the NFL draft. Why would I want to play in a game that means nothing to me? But it's for the pride of your school. Hey, dude. <laughs> Hey, what do you mean, man? I gave you everything you, I had, man. How do you think I became a first-round draft choice in a top-five pick? 
because I played my ass off here. I gave you my onions. Now what I'm going to go do, I used you just like a guy who goes to Harvard and becomes a doctor, okay? Or a computer expert who goes to MIT. I go to the University of Miami to become a football star so I can make millions when I leave the game or leave high, high school and college. Same thing. There's no difference between what I did and Steve Jobs did or what Mark Zuckerberg did at Harvard. There's no difference. You think those guys went there to sit there and become what? Computer engineers? Those guys went there to create something so that they never had to work again in their life. That's what a football guy does. You think you go to the University of Miami, University of Alabama, because you want to be what? A school teacher? Give me a break. Use common sense. And stop with that, like, whoa, the school pride. Dude, school pride. Okay, I love, my, like I said, man, I love my school, and I always will love my school. But let's not get it confused when we start talking money. Okay, when we start talking money, then we have a different conversation. Because now you're getting into my family's future here. All right, let's move on here. You see the latest news here on Aaron Rodgers. He, uh, he re-upped his his uh, membership at his country club in Green Bay and the media is trying to weigh into that. Like when Tom Brady sold his house in Boston, that that was one of the tea leaves that people were, you know, using that Brady was out, you know, nobody got it right. Brady was actually out. Is this something here where he's going to be going to training camp? Listen, that's so far from what we, what we are, where we are, the conversation about this whole story. Okay, let's 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 just get it and put it on the table on what it is. This has got nothing to do with memberships. This has got nothing to do with draft choices. This has just got everything to do with communication. So over the weekend, Mark Murphy and the Packers and Matt LaFleur were asked the question about the plan moving forward at the quarterback spot. And both the GM and the coach came out and said, Well, we have one plan. How could you have one plan? How can you have one plan? When you're talking about Aaron Rodgers and you're talking about Jordan Love, how can you have one plan? That's two plans. They're two different players. One's experienced. One's not. Well, we're going to have one plan. It doesn't fit all here. Okay? Every player's not the same. You know that old adage where the coach treats everyone the same? There in a nutshell, right there is the problem with the Green Bay Packers. They still are in Lombardi times. Oh, you treat everybody the same, you know? Nobody gets treated any differently here in Green Bay. Sorry, dude. Everybody gets treated differently in sports today. Your superstars will always be treated differently, and you should treat your superstars differently. So you're going to treat the guy who produces the same or produces gigantic numbers, the same as some dude who produces nothing? How stupid is that? Nor would I want to play for that. Now, we're not talking about treating men differently. Mike Tomlin will tell you. He'll put guys like Ben Roethlisberger on blast in a locker room or in a team meeting at any time if that guy screws up. But when you're talking about pay differential, you're talking about importance on a team, it's plain and simple to see. And it's right in front of your face. You don't treat people who sit the bench the same. And the Packers over the weekend are going, yeah, man, you know, we got we got one plan. Dude, 
right there in a nutshell, is your one plan problem. You've got to have multiple tracks, especially with a complex, wasn't that the word? Complex story like Aaron Rodgers. Do I fully expect to see Aaron Rodgers at Packer camp in July? Absolutely. Will it be rough sledding? Absolutely. Could it get in the way of success in 2021? Probably will. You're trying to take as many obstacles away as you possibly can as you prepare for an upcoming season. Here, let's do this. The teams that have been the quietest this offseason are the teams that are going to be the most successful. Let's take a look at that, for instance. How much noise has come out of New England? Really not a lot. I expect them to have a turnaround year. How about in New Orleans? You know, I'm starting to think that Sean Payton, he may be pretty comfortable with Jameis Winston and what he's seeing so far because I've heard no noise out of New Orleans. Nothing. No noise. Nothing. No noise. Think about the successful teams. How about Kansas City? Really heard nothing out of there. Outside of Le'Veon Bell opening his pie hole? I've not heard anything where anybody was barking anything controversial there. There was some noise with Andy Reid's kid and that story going into the Super Bowl, okay? But there's been nothing like holdouts and bitching about contracts or what have you. Kansas City, I expect to have a good year. I expect a good year in Tampa. They're just having a bunch of fun in Tampa. I just hope it doesn't get in the way. But when you have a signal caller and a leader like Brady, I doubt that's going to get in the way. In Green Bay, you got all kinds of noise. Very, very un-Green Bay-like. How about in Pittsburgh? You hear no noise in Pittsburgh. Never hear noise in Baltimore. Zero noise in Baltimore. By the way, outside of the Colts and Baltimore, those two teams, I don't know. Could that be your two AFC championship uh, teams? Yeah. Least amount of noise out of those two places. Least noise. I don't want to hear Rocky Road. I like that as ice cream, but I don't like it on my football team. Have to be a little more calmer in the room here, man. You just, you, you have to be. By the way, we're also, hopefully in this hour, we're going to talk about the big transactions that happened this offseason. I'm going to rank them. I looked at some of the big moves, and we'll look at some of those too. Also, in this hour, we're going to hopefully catch up with our friend Dave Hyde from the Florida Sun Sentinel. Covers the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins are in the news again. Tua Tagovailoa, I just don't know. Okay, Will they make a play for Deshaun Watson? We'll talk to our friend. By the way, in hour number two, we will talk to the legendary and former MVP of the National Football League, Archie Manning. We'll get his thoughts too. His grandkid, Arch Manning, is the number one prospect in the country when it comes to being a quarterback. Does he go to Clemson? Does he go to Bama? Does he go to Ole Miss where the grandfather and the uncle went? Or does he go where the other uncle went, Peyton Manning? He's Cooper's kid. I think Cooper also went to Ole Miss too, if I'm not mistaken, before he ended up getting injured. So we'll talk to Archie Manning. That'll be in our number two. All right, there's another story that popped up over the weekend that was pretty interesting. And listen, I'm not ever going to sit here and talk vaccinations 
on whether or not you should get a vaccination or not. That's for your decision. And by the way, I'm not anti. I will tell you flat out, I am not anti-vaccination. No way. Okay? However, I do think it's your right, and I respect your right, if you want to get one or you don't want to get one. I'm not one of these guys who goes on the news channels and sits there and tells you what a scumbag you are because you don't get a vaccination. That's not for me to decide. That's for you and your family to decide. Okay? And I don't think it's for anybody else outside of your media or your immediate family to decide for you. Anyway. So the NFL's got an issue here with Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley, and I'm going to paraphrase this, I guess he went on a Twitter tirade saying how he's not going to get vaccinated because he doesn't know, and I'm paraphrasing here, um, really all the information on the vaccinations, and he's going to live his life the way he so fits. Now, there's no question that Cole Beasley has every right. My big issue is going to be, how's the NFL going to handle this? How's the NFL Players Association going to handle this? How are the Bills going to handle this? Here's what you have now in that locker room, because this is an issue here. I'll tell you why. You're going to have people inside that NFL locker room that don't have the opinion I have, that believe that Cole Beasley could end up infecting me, even if you have been vaccinated for the coronavirus, you're going to be able to, okay, still, maybe, still get the disease. Now, I understand what he's saying. Well, if I've been vaccinated, why do I need to have any kind of scenario where I'm talking about the person that's been vaccinated? Why do I have to worry about it if I've been vaccinated? I've been told by the CDC that I'm, I'm not going to get it. And that's Cole Beasley's reasoning. And what's the NFL going to do? Here's what I think is going to happen to Cole Beasley. Would it shock you if Cole Beasley ends up getting traded or he's out of the league in two years or out of the league in a year? He gets blackballed. The Players Association doesn't back him. People in the locker room or half the people in the locker room, because you know this, if you've got 10 people, 10 are going to tell you to get vaccinated. 10 are going to be anti it. It's going to be the same scenario inside of a locker room. How's the NFL going to handle this and protect this guy's rights? Okay, how is he going to do that? How are they going to protect the player? Like I said, it's cool you have this stance, but be prepared to have collateral damage on this. Because in the end, it's going to come back to bite you, in my opinion, because there's too many people out there right now that are demanding that people get vaccinations, okay? And that unvaccinated people, you're going to be singled out, okay? We just got through watching this whole Chris Paul story here. Chris Paul's not available for the Western Conference Finals because of contact tracing and such, okay? The NFL doesn't want any of this. I think it's going to be pretty interesting to see how the league handles this moving forward. All right, we'll reset We got our friend Dave Hyde from the Sun Sentinel coming up. We're going to talk to him about Miami Dolphin football. Can that team contend for the AFC East title? We'll do that next. You keep it here on the National Football Show. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. 
But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Welcome back to the National Football Show. Dan Cilio here on this Monday, June 21st. We are a month out from training camp. Steelers and Cowboys will play in the Hall of Fame game. Those guys will be in training camp one month from today. How's that for you, right? Football right around the corner, man. By the way, you see this Brady story that came out today? And I guess it was in that the shop. And Brady was asked a question about, you know, the offseason before he went to Tampa. And he was like this, and he threw something out where he said to one of the teams that he had contacted with his agent, Don Yee, hey, man, you're sticking with that MFR? Now, everybody all day long has been trying to figure out who that MFR is. My sources are telling me that it was Ryan Fitzpatrick with the Miami Dolphins. And 
because of the relationship that Brady had with Brian Flores. Remember some, Brian Flores was up in New England for 15 years under Belichick. And so that relationship with Tom Brady and Brian Flores is a strong one. And let's not also forget this, that do you know who Jimmy Garoppolo's agent is? Everyone's thinking it's Jimmy Garoppolo. It's the same agent as Tom Brady, Don Yee. And Brady never had a problem with Garoppolo. I think people are missing that dynamic. Brady actually likes Jimmy G. What he didn't like was how Bill Belichick was trying to pit the two against one another in the offseason and how Bill was coming up with this plan without involving Brady. Jimmy G was just going for the ride. You think he was going to kick up any kind of dust storm and go into the front office when he had no collateral or no leverage at all and go, hey, man, it's either me or Brady? He's not going to do that. He wanted, by the way, the way things were sounding up there in New England at the time, Garoppolo wanted to go and do whatever he wanted. So I'm going to bring my friend here from over 30 years now, Dave Hyde from the Sun Sentinel, and ask him the question. How you doing, Dave? I'm doing well, Dan. Good to see you. You bet, brother. Okay, so get this. Tell me if you think and tell me if you subscribe to this. I had a conversation today with somebody in Donnie's office. Donnie represents uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and obviously represents Tom Brady. The mf that Brady was referring to was Ryan Fitzpatrick. And they were telling Brady, you know, we're going to go in a different direction here. We're going to go into the draft and we're going to go younger. And Brady responded back saying, you're sticking with that mm that MFR. Are you buying it? <laughs> Am I buying that they that that Brady believes that? Is that what you're saying? Yes. He's seen everything. I'm sure he doesn't mean he knows what they're going to do. He knows his age. He knows what's going on, right? And yeah, and, uh, sure. Now the the interesting thing is they told him that we're we're going to go younger, right? They, yes. They, yes. And, and that to me is at the crux of the Aaron Rodgers issue. That that look they show they have to show Brady the respect. We're going to get younger, and he, you know he's been around the block. He must know Aaron Rodgers. They just took a quarterback. He found out on TV, and that. You know that symbolizes the problem in, in Green Bay. I think right there, it it isn't the pro, it isn't the only problem, but it symbolizes what was going on there. You know what, too, Dave? I'll throw this at you. Let's not forget, like there wasn't this laundry list of teams looking at Brady. There were the Chargers, and there were the Buccaneers. Really, the other teams were kind of just kicking tires because of what you said. You're talking about a 43 year old guy going into last year, and now he gets this extension. Okay, 44, 45. I get it. You're talking. Um, you know, 30-some-odd games here with the quarterback, and then you got to reboot the whole position again. So, I mean, I, I didn't have a problem with the Dolphins going, look, we're not, you know, we're going to go younger here because really 30 other teams are talking that way. Yeah, I, I think that's – look, there was a niche set fit for Brady, and he knew it, and the teams – the surprise a little bit maybe uh, San Francisco didn't want him, you know, and, and, and Garoppolo's coming off injury. Um, and uh, he would have dropped right there into his hometown. And, you know, that if you're looking for a second guess, there's a second guess. But, you know, Tampa Bay, everybody said from the start, you know, if, if you're picking two teams, Tampa Bay was one of them because of uh, the, the previous year, I think Jameis Winston, 30, 
three touchdowns and 30 interceptions or vice versa. Um, all they needed was a good quarterback. And, and, and look, Brady, Brady had, had a – he got to throw it in everybody's face. Absolutely, winning a Super Bowl and then almost throwing it in to uh, the river there in Tampa. Absolutely unbelievable <laughs> year that he had a year ago. Okay, let me throw this at you then. To a tug of Viola, is he the Dolphin future? Well, he's the future. He's their only option right now. Now, are you are you asking me? You know, is he the is he a franchise quarterback? We haven't seen it. Now it's been one year. It's been nine starts um, and a very and a bizarre year for sports. Um, but um, if you're gonna, is he the future? For sure, no. I, I haven't seen that. Th then again, we've seen a lot of rookies, first year, second year players who take some time to develop. So. Um, I'm sitting back, putting my feet up on the desk and waiting to to see because um, I, I hear all the proponents of Tua and, and it's almost like a political campaign now. If, if one side doesn't want to hear the other side and they're humming and putting their hands in the ears. But on, on one side, you hear, is, is, you know, what, was he five and two as a starter? He, he was, uh, um, you know, he had a great game against Arizona. He's coming off the hip injury. Wait till he gets help, better help around him, which he has now. I, I, I see that, and then I see the other side. And I'm, I'm, look, I've seen him throw the ball. He doesn't have a great arm. He's slow. He has trouble getting out of the pocket. Um, and that was before, you know, the, the hip injury really. And 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 so you you saw him. Um, he's not quick afoot to escape some things. Um, doesn't have a great arm. But, man, when you listen to him talk, you hear the leadership, you hear the maturity. And, look, I'm rooting for him. Is But, you know, I've been rooting for a lot of guys with the Dolphins over the last 20 years. I'll tell you, Dave, I'm not, I'm even more confused now because now you give me this. I'm going like this. I'm less, I'm less sold because you're right. The one thing that the Dolphins have been doing is like they're overselling the guy to, like, the public here that, hey, look, this guy's leadership. Great. Well, I, I never really questioned that. You're in the NFL. I mean, don't thank me for not robbing a bank. I mean, you're supposed to be somewhat talented when you get here. When I watch him play and then I watch Joe Burrow play and I watch Justin Herbert, and you know what, Dave? I know people always get on me when they say, well, you can't compare. Well, you're always going to be evaluated in the draft that you're with, just the same way in 04 that Eli and Rivers and uh, Roethlisberger or 83, Marino and Elway – you're always going to be evaluated to those quarterbacks. When I watch those guys, I do this, Dave. Wow. When I watch two, I go like this, like you said. I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know. So I, I throw this at you. Would they consider if everything settles in the dust in Houston, do you think they're still kicking tires on Deshaun Watson? 100%. Absolutely. I, I mean, and it's so strange in Dolphin land. There's a little bit of this Philadelphia. Delphia 76ers trust the process involved <laughs> in that, um, you know, hey, that what the plan wasn't to go out and trade three number ones or whatever for Deshaun Watson. And my point is, if you can take a shortcut to get a sure thing, elite quarterback, assuming, as you said, the dust settles in this in the whole bizarre massage um, alleg allegations of sexual assault, all that, if it settles. Um, but if you're telling me I can take a shortcut to get an elite quarterback, absolutely I'm doing that. And I'm sure the Dolphins would too, absolutely. I asked Jimmy if you'd give three number ones, 
if he were Houston for Deshaun, he goes, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take three number ones for him. He said this guy's an elite football player, and he was just on a crappy football team that lost upper management after Bob McNair passed away. The kid Cal's not running the thing right. He's running it into the ground. Bill O'Brien gets the keys to be the GM. What's his first move? He gets rid of DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's guys that are be that are made to be coaches, but there's guys that are made not to be GMs and coaches like Jimmy Johnson was. So I say, you know, moving forward, I mean, the one thing that shocks me, Dave, about this story, there's no criminal charges that have been filed against Deshaun Watson. They're all civil actions, which means they're going after mo the money. I haven't heard the commissioner say anything. They haven't even interviewed the kid from what I'm understood. Is it bizarre in how the league is handling this as well? Yeah, you know, and, and you know, in some sense, Deshaun Watson could force Houston's hand a little by showing up to camp and making them make some decision on him one way or the other. On the other hand, he said he's not going to ever play there again, so maybe that's that's his statement. I, I'm with you. Um, again, this is a situation, you hate to say it from the outside, we don't have all the information. And the information we have sketches, you know, it, it trends one way or the other depending on which lawyer is talking, which writer has access to, and basically, for the most part, it's 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 uh, Deshaun Watson's camp against the other lawyers, and 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 until this plays out to a uh, more focused thing, it's a bizarre thing. I, I mean, you, you were in the NFL, Dan. I, I know I've talked to players when they had a massage. They usually had one masseuse, you know, who would come in and 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 that was their regular masseuse. They knew what the the player wanted, et cetera. So the fact that we're talking twenty two in the suit and he obviously had him with other masseuse too so dozens of masseuse it's bizarre that that in itself doesn't suggest criminal or anything it just sells you know there's a lot to get a handle on and I, i'm sure that's what the league's doing right now trying to figure it all out yeah, I'm with you, man. I find a restaurant. I eat there for the rest of my life. <laughs> I don't I don't have 80 different masseuses coming in for me. Now, COVID may have changed that. I don't know. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see how this thing unravels here. Okay, I want, I'm going to make a comparison to, to you, and I want you to tell me how close they are to these two particular people. And I'm going Chris Greer, the GM of the Dolphins, and Brian Flores. Are they closer to Jeff Ireland and Joe Philbin, or are they closer to Don Shula? <laughs> and Joe Robbie. Well, none of those guys got Joe Robbie and Dan and Don Shula did not get, they almost got in a fist fight at the celebration of the 73 Super Bowl. Their second Super Bowl were outside the Fountain Blue Hotel, and and uh Robbie's telling Shula, go ahead, knock me on my ass if you want. And and so, and, and Philman in Ireland that that was <laughs> you know, if there's one success for the Dolphins right now. In year two, before you know everything, either comes together or falls apart with all their draft picks. All the, the teams there that they tanked for, and they got all these draft. The teams there it just has to develop, and we don't know. You know, you you can draw whatever scenario you want, but if there's one success right now, it's Flores and Greer, and how together they've been through this. Now I'm sure they've had arguments behind closed doors. But it's not like Ireland and Philbin or Ireland and Tony Sperano or, or Robbie and Shula where it was very public um, at, at, at various points where they were not getting along 
and and uh, you know the, the franchise would have to weather the storm. These two guys have been very together, and and it, you know it's been. I think that's the one success you can say is is guaranteed. They're they they're I'm sure they disagreed on things, but once they something is decided, they're they're 100 in together. Dave, I got to tell you a Don Shula story. Um, we just get through beating. I, I I think it was OU in Norman. And Coach Shula, this is when Jimmy and Shula were talking back in the day, okay? Obviously a little different dynamic now because of that old David Shula thing in Dallas. But, I mean, so there's Coach Shula, and I'm like, oh, this is really great. He goes, why don't you guys come over to the Orange Bowl on Monday night? You guys can watch us play the Bears, and we're going to need all the friends that we can get there on the sidelines. So I'm there. I'm Jerome, Lonzo Highsmith. We're all sitting on the sidelines. I'm watching this Monday night game. I think the Bears were 15-0 and or something like that, right? I'm, I go, this is unbelievable. I have never, and I've said this before, there has never been an environment in that city, like that place, the Orange Bowl, when you had the Dolphins and the Canes winning that like they did and like we did, They've never duplicated it at Hard Rock, did they? No, you know, and that and that period in the from your time there, what mid to late eighties to mid nineties, say, or early nineties for UM, but um, uh, that was electric. You had between the the run of great quarterbacks Miami had with Jimmy, you had the defenses that you played on, which was. And the personalities. I mean, the personalities. Look what you're doing now. <laughs> you had 22 covering 22. What that was like. Um, so, and you're you're lining up be, beside who? Jerome Brown, Stubbs, Brown, Warren Stapps, right around your. Oh team. yeah, uh, right. the rocks there. I, yep. I, it was nuts. And and the Dolphins too. And you know, I tell people that that's the disappointment of the last. Well, since the millennium with the with the Dolphins and the Canes, they've had their little blips of uh, successes, but nothing sustained, and nothing is anywhere near, um, you know, certainly the last fifteen years. UM under Butch was a was a dominant powerhouse again, but since he left, it's 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 that's the disappointment of football in South Florida. Let me. I'll get back to the Canes here in a second. A couple more questions here for you. Okay, the 2021 football team for the Dolphins, are they just a quarterback away, in your opinion, Dave, from really being a contender for that AFC East crown? Look, they have so much clay, young clay to be molded. They started three rookies on the offensive line last year. They brought in another rookie this year. So, um, and they could, it could be very good. I'm not, I'm not, don't read into that, that I'm, but, when you say just a quarterback, no, there's so many things that have to happen with this because the last three drafts now they have, you know, they have an unprecedented number of draft picks, you know, three first rounders last year, two the year before, two more this year, what, six in the top 60. Um, they have so many young players that need developing and, as you know, it's, in anything, it's just not procuring talent and getting the right guys. It's developing, developing the system. Um, for, and and what is the system? This is this will be the fourth offensive coordinator in four years, three in yeah. Flores. So I, I mean, what is the system? Um, so there's a, there's a lot of things that, but obviously, number one issue um, 
is the quarterback. Brian Flores has shown he can coach. I mean, he took a mismatched at times roster, slapped it together last year, and came out with 10 wins, and we're on the cusp of a of the playoffs. Um, and so he's shown he can coach. Um, now, can he develop? Can he have sustained success? Can he can he get along with people? I mean, I mean, again, three we're on third third coordinator in three years. We're on the fourth offensive line coach. Um, you know, you know the uh, he, he they they spent a lot of money on free agency a year ago. Kyle Van Noy, Shaq Lawson, uh, Eric Flowers. You go down the list. They 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 were the Patriots a year ago in free agency, and virtually all those guys except for. Uh, uh, Byron Jones, the cornerback, are gone. And Byron Jones caused – that contract caused a problem in the locker room with Xavier Howard because Byron Jones is making more. So um, there's managing – I don't know success, but managing the growth of this roster um, is right behind Tua on, on uh, you know, the, the to-do list for the Dolphins. You know, Dave, it must suck for you because you every year now – have to chop those expectations down, and now we're hoping for five hundred. Like you know, you know when I tell I tell my daughter, my daughter's like she's twenty years old. I go, the Dolphins were the Tiffany, and they were the gold standard of the NFL in the era where the Raiders, the Cowboys, all the dynasties were going on at one time. They were they went to three straight Super Bowls. One of those teams was undefeated. It's the three-year greatest run in NFL history, in my opinion, because it led to three AFC titles and one team undefeated in two titles. I, I, it must suck for you because you're going like this. Well, let's see if the quarterback's good. Let's see if the team's decent. I mean, I don't really think Dolphin fans that are out there because I know it's an age thing now. They've never seen this franchise really be anything all that good in the last 20 years. Yeah, and, and you talk – I talked to, like, Tampa Bay writers – and they said Tom Brady falling from the sky. There's <laughs> like manna from heaven. Because oh, yeah. sudden, you know, they've been doing the same work for years and years and years, but all of a sudden they have a platform of success that everybody's paying attention to the yeah, and, and Joey and Ira now go like this. Oh my god. Yes, right. <laughs> Look, I'm in this business. The best part of being in this business is is observing and talking to and getting to know on some level excellence. And you you got to know excellence in, in Jimmy and Don Shula and Pat Riley and, you know, Dwayne Wade, and you can go down the list of uh, Marino players. And But for the last 20 years in, in, in the, with the Dolphins, it's been a – and look at the names they brought in. After, you know, Jimmy – they haven't won a playoff game in 20 years. That's uh, crazy. Nick Saban, Bill Parcells, um, you know, you Dave know, wants that. They they wants that. They 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 had big successful names, and it just hasn't borne fruit of success. Finally, here, Mike Haynes, um, Manny Diaz. Are you sold on him as being the guy that could take this program? And 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 Dave, I never say this. Back to whatever. How about just being competitive for an opportunity to win an ACC championship? I mean. Because that puts you in a conversation to be in a conversation for the national title. Is he the guy? Is he, you know, I, I, I have, I'll, I'll do the same thing as with the Dolphin quarterback. I've been through this so many times where I hope this guy's the guy. I think he's the guy. You know what? I, 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 by now, and what are we on the, how many years since Butch left? 
oh god years i mean of maybe and possibly and no that not that's not the guy hey, dave we've had one 10 win team yeah yeah in the last 20 years yeah and and so until somebody proves they're the guy you can just sit and hope they're the guy but they it's false hope until they prove and and you know what i've come to believe about you um it is a lot harder place to win at now than it was in years before and for a lot of reasons uh from facilities to the you know they're getting raided in south florida now for recruiting and um, a, lo a lot of things that that are issues now that weren't before but you know what one guy can change that as we saw with howard schnellenberger and then jimmy um and in college football that's what it, it takes and you know i love manny diaz's energy i love uh um, his his backstory to getting to this point is incredible, but and in, and you know the the what Stephen Covey the motivational order the main thing is the main thing. Until you're the guy, you're not the guy. You got to prove you're the guy, and and so I'm sitting back and waiting. Yeah, when I see the entire defensive backfield um, of Alabama from South Florida, yeah, I mean I, I almost jumped off my couch watching that, and then you see Lamar winning the MVP award in the NFL in because Al Golden didn't want to recruit him. I'm going like, Jesus criminy, man. We've led so many guys out of here. And I'll leave you with this, Dave. You don't win national championships with choir boys. Just remember that. <laughs> yeah, look at you. Look at, your, look at you. The things you did we could talk about, Dan, that we're not going to talk about. There's limitations. Absolutely. And I'll tell you this, hey, without a doubt, Dave, I'd, I'd have to send a, a paisan down to see you because you know too many <laughs> things about me. Dave, thank you so much for catching right, up Dan. again, brother. Thank you. Great, great seeing you. You bet, man. That's my friend, Dave Hyde. We go back a long way, obviously. Covered me when I was a player and he was first getting into the business. Where were you set? You keep it here on the National Football Show. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods, your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. 
IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, Dan Cilio. Top of the hour. I am going to rank the best off-season moves as we get ready for the July training camp. We'll do that at the top of the hour. My top five moves. Also, in hour number two, we will talk to the legendary former NFL MVP and talk about one of the – would we not say that that is the family of the NFL, the Manning family? We're going to talk to Archie Manning. There could be another Manning play professional football. You could have four, the father, the two sons, and his grandson play in the National Football League. That would be incredible, okay? I mean, you talk about generations of Mannings playing in the NFL. They are clearly like, you know, they're royalty for the NFL. And we'll talk to Archie. That'll be in hour number two. Like I said, too, top of the hour, I'll rank the top five moves that teams made this past offseason as we get ready and gear up for the upcoming July camps. All right. So the new story now, and 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 by the way, we haven't seen this story. It's been kind of like flying below the radar a little bit. Um, we haven't really seen a lot of NFL teams pimping for new digs yet. You know, I mean, probably because we're coming out of COVID, going to a community and asking them to build a $3 billion stadium is probably not something that people want to hear. You know, especially when we're talking about the economics and you're tra- talking about COVID relief and, you know, buying into an NFL stadium is something that no question is not going to fly with the public right now when you're talking about taking public money. I mean, right, we got to get people in their jobs and their businesses, people saving their homes, uh, feeding people, getting out of this pandemic is priority number one, right? Not building a new stadium. However, there's two teams. And as we are now coming out of it, you'll start to hear more dust with these two particular teams. Remember something about the NFL. Every time they ask for a new stadium, and I will tell you flat out, unless there's a person like Stan Kroenke that has the money and can stroke the check and pay for everything himself, I'm not in line with giving billionaires digs 
that come out of our pocket, we get no benefit from, and they keep all the profits. That's what the NFL has done. All those stadiums, 10, 15 years, in the last 10, 15 years that you see that have gone up, they're wealth enhancement programs for NFL owners. Jerry Jones bought the Dallas Cowboys for $150 million. He built that new stadium. They're worth $5 billion today. You think these new stadiums are just for football? These stadiums, there's a reason that Jay-Z is now part of the entertainment arm of the NFL doing all the halftime shows and the Super Bowl halftime show because now they're using these stadiums as facilities to generate more entertainment dollar. Why do you think the NFL studios and the NFL network is moving to Los Angeles? They were in like Secaucus, New Jersey, like forever. And now they're moving to Los Angeles. They want to be in the heart of entertainment. Every one of these new buildings, looking around the league right now, Chicago Bears are talking about moving out of Chicago and moving to a suburb. Mayor came out and said, you should worry about beating the Packers. Yeah, well, guess what? That may fly for you, Mayor. The NFL doesn't have to listen to your crap. Okay, once you worry about the murder rate, okay, he could always fire that back. But this is a business deal here. Worry about winning against the Packers? You think the NFL is going to sit down and just go, oh, you're right. The NFL is going to move either the Bills or the Bears to wherever they can get the best deal for their franchise. Not going to sit around and debate with the mayor. Let me tell you, these people are billionaires. How do you think they became billionaires? Cutting good community deals with community partners? Hey, you know, we want to be really, you know, you know, business partners uh, with everyone here. That's why when we built MetLife and the link, you know, we're, we're, we're really good business partners here. And, you know, we're arm in arm with, dude, they don't do that. These guys are sharks. These people are sharks, man. They're going to cut the best deal possible. Think about what they just did over the last five years. You move the Raiders out of an AFL city in Oakland. You move the Chargers out of an AFL city in San Diego. You took the Rams out of St. Louis. And get this, they had a stadium, and they had a plot all set up for the Rams. But do you know when Stan Kroenke bought that team from uh, – Georgie Frontier and her family, first thing he said when he was in the room, I was told this. I can't wait to move the team Los Angeles again because he knew the market value of the team. St. Louis, Los Angeles, you figure it out. You're going to go to number two market versus whatever market that is, 17, 18. Value of the team goes up automatically just because in the TV market you're in. So now the Bills and the Bears are now out kind of like kicking tires. Oh, yeah, we know. We need a new stadium and, you know, we need like a little bit here and, you know, we need to get a little bit more, you know, because, you know, Rich Stadium, that's what it used to be called, or Ralph Wilson Stadium. You know, it's just not really, it's an old school stadium. It's funny, get this, that stadium was built the same year Arrowhead was built. Never hear the uh, Chiefs bitching and arguing about a new stadium. They love where they are. They love Arrowhead. Arrowhead is one of the absolute greatest stadiums on the planet. I've played there. And the Bears, okay, you're going to move the Chicago Bears out of Chicago. You know, they played in two places. Actually, they played in a few. They played at Wrigley, and, of course, they played at Soldier Field. Now there's going to be a chance that, according to the McCaskies, they bought a racetrack 
And now they're going to be talking about building it outside the city limits and potentially building a football team outside the city of Chicago. Well, look at what St. Look at what the 49ers have done. The 49ers are in Santa Clara. Do you know how far away that is from uh, San Francisco? You ask anybody in San Francisco, do you know what they'll tell you? People in San Francisco are not tied into that team any longer because it's like from downtown San Francisco when you go to Santa Clara, it's over an hour and a half away. And in that California traffic, it's not the same. So what you're going to hear is you're going to hear the Bills owners and you're going to hear everybody complaining about how they need a new crib. And then what they're going to do is stick it to the community and they're going to make you come up with the money or guess what they'll do. Now, I don't think the Bears will move far, but don't be shocked if the Buffalo Bills end up moving to Toronto or someplace else because they're going to go for the best deal possible. Remember, Donald Trump tried buying the Buffalo Bills. What was part of the parameters on buying the Bills? Okay, that was that they had to keep the team in Buffalo. Well, if you're not going to get people helping you and city people helping you build that new stadium, don't be shocked if you see the Buffalo Bills no longer in the state of New York. Look at what's happened to the businesses because of COVID. They're not getting any relief whatsoever. Taxes are through the roof. Could you see them moving somewhere else that would relieve them in taxes? Absolutely. All right. I put together a list of the top five best deals that were made this past NFL offseason. I'll give you my list, the Big Seals list. We'll do that next hour, too. You keep it here on the National Football Show. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.